Speaking the language of leadership, the journey, read by the author and coach Colin Lutard. Chapter 5 Ready for takeoff. Tuesday, January 26, 1631. The captain of the Airbus 321 pushed the throttle to the maximum power level, and the two engines started to roar noticeably. Passengers in the cabin were pushed back into their seats as the aircraft accelerated. Flight LH-804 to Stockholm Arlanda started to gather speed down the runway. Sitting in seat 6A, the coach looked out of the window and felt the back of the seat press against him. He relaxed. He was on the way to start a new journey with the DGC, he thought. His mind wandered as the aircraft felt the lift under the wings and started to lift its forward undercarriage off the ground, leaning the seat rows back. The coach closed his eyes and saw images from previous sales trainings he had done with the product managers at DGC, but this time he was going to meet other people. He had met Marcus Daum, the managing director, during other corporate occasions at GenConvert and the management team for the first time back in November. Otherwise, he knew very little about what lay ahead of him. The noise level and the vibrations inside the A321 suddenly died as the aircraft's undercarriage left the runway and the flight was in the air. His seat tilted further backwards as the aircraft climbed and the coach leaned his head on the side towards the window. He welcomed the change in the level of tension and the noise. While the aircraft climbed quickly into the clouds, he enjoyed drifting back and forth between being asleep and awake. His right hand found the button that released the backrest and he went to sleep. He woke up hearing the stewardess serving coffee and drinks from the trolley. This was one reason, he thought, why he had preferred Lufthansa flights to the SS flights. Free coffee and a smile is practically the only difference that was left when choosing between several products such as a flight to Stockholm Arlanda. He appreciated the little extra service and the friendliness of the crew on the Lufthansa flights. The small differences that added up to make a big difference in the end meant a lot to the coach and it influenced his choice. Thinking ahead about the coming day, the coach remembered the topics of the startup session and the homework. He was curious to see how the first assignment for the managers turned out, but he realized that he should not let his own curiosity drive the agenda. The goal was to build a team and for a team, there had to be rules. They had to develop trust in each other. Learning to share personal stories would also require them to invest in trusting each other. Based on the stories, the coach thought, they would be able to talk more about communication and the emotional impact of poor or good communication. That would be the red thread for the day. The rest would be very much depending on the agenda the participants brought into the session. Wednesday January 27, 7.55. The coach came into the meeting room in Fjordal's slot. The room was the same as last time, but it had a different appearance. The snow glistened on the windowsill, and there were two candles standing on the table at the far end in the room, towards the window. They flickered wildly as the coach opened the door and entered. He closed the door and let the atmosphere of the room reach him. 
the chairs were ready to receive the people. The flip charts were waiting for the results of the discussions and the thoughts they would bring to paper. The room and the coach were ready to receive the managers from DGC for another exciting day. Half an hour later, the management team had all arrived. They had politely inquired about the travel conditions in the winter, and they found their seats in the meeting room. There was more excitement in the room as everyone appeared ready and waiting for the coach to start the session. Welcome to our first official session on your journey. Today, we will pick up with the journey that we agreed to start with last November. The coach started to explain what they could expect for the day. Of course, I guess you are curious to see what your colleagues have experienced and you might be eager to share your own experience. Today, we will look back to where we started in November and we will also look at the present to see what this all means to us now. Then we can prepare our next step on the journey. Before we start though, what is there you want to say about yourself to your colleague or is there anything that you want to ask? Like, ask me or Mark? The coach paused. Philippa half raised her hand. I have a question. When we share these types of stories, how things went and what we did and so on, what will happen with them? Good question, Philippa. The coach realized the hesitation in her question. We need to set up rules how we shall deal with these types of things. That is the next thing we shall do today. What else do you have in mind? Carl straightened himself and said, This uh, storytelling business you gave us as a preparation was not easy. What was not easy? Well, Carl was looking for words. You, you know, these things are hard to write and, and, and put them into words, you know. What makes it hard for you, Carl? I just don't know what to write. The coach looked at him expectantly. Carl thought a little more about this. Then he leaned forward and said, I can see the results, but it's hard to describe. Is that because you can't find the words, or is it because you are not aware of what exactly happened? The coach tried to help Carl. It's, it's a little of both. I feel, I feel I get reactions or results, and I know I would like to change some of them. But, but I don't really know how, to, how, how I got them. Carl was looking for words to describe what he felt. It was not easy for him. You see, Carl, this is perhaps the first thing we need to learn. We want to get a better view of what is happening around us and why these things happen. Only when we have such a level of awareness about ourselves can we be back in control and create the results we need. The coach turned to the others. I have a suggestion for you today. We will look at your stories and then we will see what is behind them. What a model we can apply to understand the underlying messages and then look into a method how to be more in control of the transactions of emotions during a conversation. Applying this will greatly improve your communication. What do you think about working on that more? They could all empathize with Carl and his struggle with his story and felt that this could help them. They all agreed. The coach could move on. Let's go back to Philippa's point. Before we start working on our journey further, we do need to set up some rules that shall apply for ourselves. We should talk about how we shall treat each other and how we shall act. 
In order to start this journey together to reach our goals, what rules shall we apply for these sessions? The coach gave them time to think, and they started collecting their ideas. After a short while, they had written down rules like no phones, no mails, be on time, but also share issues with deeper thought behind. Philippa added, I want to know clearly what my colleagues are thinking of what I say. If someone doesn't agree, I expect them to ask for clarification and not just judge or criticize. Carl waited for Philippa to finish and then said, I think we should only discuss these types of things when everyone is in the room. If we are a team, we should become one. We should know what is being discussed all the time. Marcus added, when we leave here tonight, we should have a clear message to the others who wonder what we are doing here all day. We are bound to get some questions when we're back at UGC and we should be able to answer them with one voice. Krista said, I expect commitment. If we say we do something, we actually do it and make it happen, all of us. And why is this important to you? The coach was checking the commitment. Well, because we want to become one team, David answered. Right. What do you think is the first elementary step to become a team? The coach asked. Getting to know each other better? Tested Krista, who had not been on the management team very long. Exactly. To be able to work together in this process, I will suggest an exercise presently. We just need to finish our rules. Is there anything else you would like to have here on this list? The coach turned to the flip chart and summarized the points one by one. There were no additions. This will guide us through our sessions. Who is responsible to make sure that we keep these rules? We all are, David said with conviction. Everyone nodded in agreement. The coach wanted to make sure that everyone was committed to the group, the process and to each other. In addition, he still needed to be clearer about how the managers wanted to work with him, the coach. He suggested a 360-degree self-reflection on four different questions on the perspective of expectations. Now we're ready to get to know each other better, including me, the coach suggested. Let's do it in a creative and artistic way and present ourselves in a drawing. Draw yourself in a picture, describing who you are and how you got here. The getting to know each other exercise would allow them to penetrate gradually into its four sides of leadership. But first, they needed to be clear about some basic ways people thought, the coach considered. After all the personal presentations were done, the coach asked, when you listen to these types of presentations, what are you actually listening for? Of course, I listen for the facts, David was quick. At the same time, he thought that the answer was too obvious. The facts show me what type of experience the person has. That is right, the coach confirmed. And with the right experience, you can make a judgment how competent the person is and what type of results we can expect. They were nodding in approval. Let's look more in detail how this develops. Sometime in life, we all went to school and we had an education. The coach was pointing to one of the drawings on the wall showing the life's journey of Carl from when he was born to the present day. When we have learned something, we need to get some practice to gather experience. 
That is what your drawings show. When we have gathered experience, we can judge what types of actions are better than others to achieve certain results. So the better experience, the better the actions, and the better the results are. Is that true? said the coach, leading them on. What else has an impact on your results? They were hesitating to answer. Let's say, to reach your goal in your department, you decide to have regular meetings. Having a meeting is an action. Everyone agreed. And you can have certain behavior during a meeting that also has an impact on your results, right? The different ways you can run a meeting have different influences on your result. Would you agree? Marcus helped along. A meeting can be effective. It can be a waste of time. There can be endless discussions. Or there might be only one person speaking and there is no discussion. Yes, it is all depending on the context. One kind of behavior can be helping to achieve the results in one situation, and the same behavior can be limiting you to achieve the results in another. The coach pointed to the center of the circle. So if behavior drives results, what drives behavior? Attitude? Krista asked. Yes, our attitude influences our behavior, and our attitude is a temporary emotion that is connected to the current situation we are in. It is very much depending on our beliefs. This means that if you believe that the department meetings are really generally boring, you will sit in the meeting with the attitude, this is so boring, and you will behave in a way that is in line with this attitude, like sending text messages, talking to your neighbor, or doing other things. And finally, what drives our beliefs are our feelings that we have had in similar situations in the past. This means that you also have an emotional competence. Our feelings drive our beliefs, that drive our attitudes, that drive our behaviors, that have an influence on our results. Assuming each of you was able to manage your emotional competence in a better way, how much would your results improve? They thought for a moment. They were unsure what could be the right answer. 30%, David suggested. I think it would be more. Krista said. I'm not sure, Carl hesitated, realizing this was important. He was struggling with his own way of seeing things, and this development was outside of his usual way. He usually focused on setting goals and expected everyone to get the job done. Assuming your department and production team managers would find a way to manage their feelings, change their beliefs, choose their attitude in certain situations, and behave in a different way, how would that impact the result in production? The coach asked directly. I guess, I guess we could do a lot better, Carl said slowly. I think it could be more than 50%, Marcus challenged the group. Just think about our recent budget process. How many reviews did we do until we had an agreement? If we could have done this in fewer discussions, like in half the number of meetings, we could have saved a lot of time. Philippa, what do you think? The coach asked her, since she had not said much so far. If this really works like that, I would be willing to learn how to do it, she said. That is exactly what we will look at. In this process, we have to be aware of where we are in our competence and ask ourselves, what is happening right now? Which competence do I need to use? We have to ask ourselves, what do we need or choose to do to be successful in the next step? Marcus moved forward in his chair. 
I think I have a story to share that gives an idea of how I see the emotional competence working for me. It was only the other Friday when I left the office to catch the bus. Marcus explained his thoughts about chasing buses when he was a child and how his memory caught up with him just in that instant. He also explained how this influences behavior towards the bus driver. I think if I had wanted something from this bus driver, I would have just demanded it from him in an aggressive way and he would have felt I had treated him unfairly. This is a good example, the coach said. What can you take from this? He looked at the others and waited. It looks like life can catch up with you when you least expect it, Krista said. Yeah, and it shows that you should leave the office a little earlier, Marcus, David joked and everyone joined in. It shows that I have to be more aware of myself and where my feelings come from. Philippa was speaking thoughtfully. The coach gave her some encouragement. That is right, Philippa. And every time I have to ask myself, are these feelings helping me or hindering me in achieving my goals? The coach had reached a point that showed that there was some willingness to do things differently in the group. And the group was developing an awareness that things could be done in different ways. Now it was time to prove it. Let's assume it is Sunday afternoon and you are sitting with your partner on the sofa. And you have had a relaxing afternoon drinking coffee, reading, watching TV. Your partner says, oh, my coffee is empty. What message do you think you get from your partner and how do you react? The coach said, introducing the next subject. I could get up and make some coffee for the two of us, said Philippa. I could say something like, yeah, my coffee is also empty. Would you like another? Krista said. David added, I could say something like, I'd like another coffee too. Marcus said, I would ask, would you want me to get up and make some coffee? I could also ignore it and pretend I didn't hear it like I always do, said David, and everyone laughed. You are all right. These options you have suggested are based on how we interpret this message. Depending on which side of the message you listen to, you react to such a message. You see, there are four sides of a message, explained the coach. We choose or favor a side of the message and make assumptions of those sides that are missing. We have to learn to realize when we make assumptions so that we can stop ourselves and ask clarifying questions. Marcus proposed to be clearer about the expectations of the original message, you see, continued the coach. The message, my coffee is empty, is just relating to a fact but we don't really know what the messenger really meant when he or she said that the coffee is empty. We have to clarify that. The coach drew a picture of its four sides of a message on the flip chart. The group had fun discussing different situations. Then they prepared a list of questions that would help to clarify the different sides of a message. See, the coach said, it is not at all difficult. The challenge is to realize when it happens. During the coming weeks, you will want to improve your awareness of these things and notice your own behavior so that you can work with your own improvements. How can I improve my awareness? Krista was eager to improve his skills. This is when emotional competence will guide you. Every time you have a feeling or an emotion in a situation, you can take the moment to stop and think, what is happening right now? This comes occasionally at the beginning and you usually shrug it off. But if you stop 
in your actions and reflect what opportunities you have to change your actions, you can change them. For this, I will give you a stop sign. The coach handed over a stop sign to everyone. Keep this sign on your desk and be reminded that whenever you have a feeling or something is happening, stop your actions. Think about what is happening. Organize your thoughts and proceed in a different way. Thinking about your work environment, what type of feelings do you think you can have? The coach asked. Of course, I can feel good or bad, Philippa said. And when does a bad feeling come up? The coach wanted to know. When I have done something wrong or I'm not achieving my results, she explained. What other feelings can you have? I can feel good about something or even proud, Krista suggested. When is that? Like when someone asks me for advice or follows my suggestions, Krista explained. Or when, when we have done something together that helps the company to become better. Or we just talk about hockey and have fun, David added with a grin. Everyone laughed. What you're describing now are the four basic feelings we have in relationships. Every time we're getting this feeling, we are doing something or getting something that makes us feel in a certain way. Often, the coach carried on, these feelings are related to the emotional dynamics created by the communication. This is explained in its four sides of communication. You already know that you can express dominance in a conversation or you can be submissive. These behaviors are related to certain attitudes that we have in that moment. If we are dominant, we usually don't respect the other person. And if we are submissive, usually we respect the other person too much. And we do as we are told. In principle, we want to get two feelings in our relationships. We want to be appreciated for who we are and we want to be respected for what we have done, the coach explained further. If we don't get enough of those feelings, we start to behave in a way so that we hope to get more of what we are missing. Unfortunately, we all have different ways of behaving as we have different strategies that we believe will get us to what we want. This means that we have developed certain attitudes to match certain situations that drives certain behavior. Out of this, we expect certain results, meaning we hope to get more appreciation or more respect. That is why we prefer to use demanding and instructive language in our mails, for instance, because we expect that other people will respect us and do as they are told. But those people who receive such mails only realize that they are not getting any appreciation for the work or respect for their situation, so they react according to their own individual strategies and they in return start writing excuses, or they become defensive or promising too much in their mails, or they write demanding mails to their co-workers too. We end up arguing and instructing and fighting because we are not appreciated enough for who we are and not respected enough for what we have done. The coach made a pause to wait for the message to sink in. Assuming you would find a way to give other people more of the appreciation and respect they are looking for so much, what would happen to your relationships at work? They would become better, obviously. We would understand each other better, David said thoughtfully. Carl added, they would, they would become more willing to cooperate. It would be more fun. I think we would have more trust in each other too, Marcus thought aloud. We could get more done. You are right there, Marcus, 
Krista said. If we trust each other more, we can spend less time on following up things and controlling and do real manager's work instead. Philippa was wondering. But how can I be sure that the work gets done? I mean, who decides what is right or wrong then? Someone, someone is responsible. The coach could see the inner conflict that Philippa had with being responsible and controlling on one side and trusting and letting go on the other. He wanted to see if there was anyone else in the room struggling with the same issue. Who can help Philippa here with her question? Marcus volunteered. I think it is a question of everyone knowing more about what is right or wrong for the company to begin with. We have to be better in communicating our goals and expectations, and then it is easier to trust people. That is true. I believe that people want to do their best, but, but not always is their best in line with our best. The coach saw that Philippa was looking at Krista, engulfed in silence. I see you are thinking about something, Philippa. What thoughts can you share with us? I can understand all this, she said, but then again I can't. I still don't know what to do differently. She appeared wrestling further with her emotions. Philippa, it is quite okay to feel uneasy right now, and I like the fact that you dare to share your thought with us. That helps us to understand better where you stand and what we can do to help you. The coach leaned forward and addressed her directly, knowing that her colleagues in the room would feel the same at some stage in their journey. You're realizing that there might be a different way to reach your goals, and you are wondering if you have done the right things in the past. That is a normal feeling. But we don't want to dwell there and go back and re-evaluate our past decisions. We want to know what we can do about it. What have you learned today that can help you there? Philippa looked up at the coach. I have learned more about the origin of my own feelings and what drives me and my relationships. And, and we had also made a list of questions to ask in certain situations. Exactly. That is a very good start. You will want to learn to recognize the situations and develop more awareness of your feelings in the future. In this way, you will know when to choose another approach. To test a new approach, you can think about the method of its four sides of a message and decide what you need to do to improve your message to others. If you think that the message you are getting is not complete, you can try to use some new questions to explore the gaps. What do you think will happen if you do that? Philippa took a deep breath and said slowly, of course, I will find out more about the meaning of the message rather than making assumptions myself. But above all, I don't really have to do everything differently at once. I get to choose when and where I want to try out something else. I can... I, 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 I get to try it out myself in small steps. After the coffee break, they agreed on a common statement the managers would give to the employees who were interested in knowing what they were doing during the meetings in Fjordal's lot. Then the coach looked to wrap up the session. It was important that the commitment was carried from this room back to the office. When you take what we talked about here today, how can you be sure that you are moving in the right direction? Flipper held up a travel book. We can write it in our books. We can tell each other if we see that we have done something differently, 
Krista said. Like, we can give each other feedback. We could have a meeting to talk about this last week and what experience we have had, Marcus suggested. The coach turned to Marcus, looking for him to take the lead. Good point, Marcus. How exactly do you want this to work? I suggest we meet at 9 o'clock instead of 9.15 on Monday. Like this, we have 15 minutes extra to reflect about the process. Would that work for you? Marcus looked around to the managers. That's fine for me, Carl said. Good idea, David added. Fine. Will you make it with a train connection? Krista asked Marcus. Should be okay. I'll call if there are any delays. Philippa? Yes, I think it is a good idea. Good. Next point. How can we give each other feedback when you have made an effort in trying out something differently? We can use the art of communication and preach and, 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 and appreciate each other more, Krista said. And who is responsible for that, Krista? The coach asked. We all are. We all have to do that for another, he said. Even for Marcus. If, if we think Marcus did something good, we can appreciate him, right? He looked around for support. Sure we can do that, David said. Assuming you got more appreciation from each other, how would you feel? Asked the coach. They hesitated. They had never done that before. After a pause, Philippa spoke. This would, this would make us feel like a team, like we are doing things right. Wouldn't that be great? the coach said, and then nodded and smiled at each other. The coach thought, all engines running, they're ready for takeoff. Final point, the travel guide. What are you going to write in your guide? What we have found out that works well, Krista said. Or not, David added with a laugh. I have a suggestion, said the coach. Take a closer look at what you learned here today and see if you can recognize one situation where you know what you did and why it worked well. And another story where you decide what you want to improve. That makes two short stories. Is that okay? Yes, they all said enthusiastically. And the coach thought, yes, we have takeoff. You have been listening to a chapter of Speaking the Language of Leadership, read to you by the author and coach. Colin Lutard. If you would like to know more about speaking the language of leadership or the method presented in this book called Its Four Sides of Leadership and reach out to me, Coach Colin, then you simply write an email to language at itsfoursides.com. That's language at itsfoursides.com and we'll take it from there. Take care.